Surrogacy and Donor IVF, a limited podcast series. Recorded and produced by Growing Families Sam Everingham and Kerry Duncan. Welcome everybody to today's podcast. It's all about Georgia. I'm here with Sam Everingham, who's a global director of Growing Families, and Poonan Jane. She's a migration agent specializing in international surrogacy, and she's based in India. Welcome, Sam, and welcome, Poonan. Thanks, Kerry. Thank you. Thank you, Kerry. You both have a professional background in global surrogacy, and I'm sure over the years you've seen many changes in the industry. So we're really keen to talk to you today, particularly following the announcement in Georgia. I understand there's a current announcement about potential closure of Georgia, and I I bet there's lots of people feeling concerned about that. If I can start with you, Poonan, I understand you've just come back from Georgia this week, so you'd be close to the, the news. Hope you can tell us a bit about that, but also share your background before we get into the Georgia situation, what you saw happening in India. What happened in India was when uh, there was a ban announced, a similar kind of ban, like announced in Georgia. Obviously, the first thing that happens is panic among the IPs Mm -hmm. uh, because you hear so many rumors and you don't know which one to follow. So there are tons of rumors around. And uh, the clinics also do not have a clarity from the government because they just abruptly say ban. But that ban does not include clarities, what will happen to the embryos, okay? How much will the government support the pregnancy which are already there and with the deliveries in 2024? So so we don't know anything uh, like that. So India had the similar problem. And the clarities came after like six months, eight months. Mm. And so people were panicked for six months, eight months. Nobody knows what's happening. And the same thing I saw in um, Georgia, I was on the ground. Uh, the ban is there, but nobody knows because the government is not releasing any information. So nobody knows what's going to happen next. Can we go to the border country? Can we still freeze? Can we keep our embryos there? Nobody knows. Yeah, and I think, Pernam, it's probably safe to base some of our recommendations on what we've seen happen in countries like this in the last 10 years. Remember when when the ban happened in uh, in India, the government did allow people who were in current contracts, I think, to continue their arrangements, didn't they? And they were able to keep doing transfers if they already had a contract in place. Was that right? Yeah, in India, yeah, they allowed people who had already signed the contracts and allowed those whose pregnancies were in action, you know, already the surrogates were pregnant. So they allowed them to deliver and follow the program which was already there. That's right. We saw the same thing happen in Thailand and in uh, Cambodia, I think, when when that was banned there. People who had current pregnancies were allowed to continue. I think what's unclear in the Georgia situation now is whether the government will allow embryo transfers to occur after January the 1st next year for people who are already in arrangements. Will they allow second or third or fourth transfers? Yes, that's a a good question because I asked the same question to the clinics but they did not have the answer. And the same thing I asked, like, first attempt, we don't know successful so will they allow so if there is a contract signed then the contract is signed for unlimited 
So will they still acknowledge that contract the government? That since it was an unlimited sign, so unlimited transfers as per that contract. Yeah, yeah. So that can even go ahead in 24. But will that be will that contract be acknowledged or not? So can you two both explain to me what's actually been said so far? What do we know for so, sure? So, so what we know for sure is the Prime Minister of Georgia has announced that he would like the surrogacy to be banned for all foreign nationals from the 1st of January 2024. And the background here is that after the Ukraine war broke out and after Russia closed down its surrogacy programs, a lot of agencies from Russia and Ukraine moved both their surrogates and their businesses to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it meant that Georgia suddenly had an influx of foreign surrogates and foreign people who really the law wasn't designed to support. Right. And so I think Georgian government has felt a bit overwhelmed by an environment in which many of these surrogates are foreigners who are sort of you know giving birth under, under Georgian law, and that was never the intent of the law. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, Purnam? Yes, I agree. I agree fully. So, I mean, it's an unusual situation in that Georgia did have a, a fairly robust law, unlike India or, or Thailand, which didn't have laws, and yet Georgia's decided, you know, to, to cease things. But we have seen this happen in the past. You'll remember during the COVID pandemic, Georgia did also ban surrogacy for about six or nine months, didn't they? Yes, correct. Yes, it was banned, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ban wasn't announced. It was an internal ban. That's right. The issue with Georgia is the reason they had such power here, the government, is because they control the notaries, and notaries are a key part of the Georgian surrogacy process. Unless you have your contract notarised by a Georgian notary, Mm -hmm. it can't be recognised at the birth. Right. And so the government said to the notaries, you must not sign new contracts. And that's what we think is going to happen from January the 1st. Is the notaries will say that. And the notaries are not in control of the agencies. Mm. They're controlled by the government. So did the, did the Prime Minister say that it may happen or that it will happen? What was, do you know what the language was specifically? Uh, it did not say not happen. It just said will happen if will. we January 1st, 2024. Right. So it was okay. fairly yet uh, black and white. Yes. Okay. Um, so the next question is for people who are in current arrangements that, that, where they have not got a pregnant surrogate by 1st of January and they're in a contract, I mean, what I'm thinking was going to happen is that the embryo transfers they may be offered maybe in neighbouring countries, like what happened in India, going to Nepal. So the neighbouring countries I think we're talking about here, Purnamara, I think Kazakhstan and Armenia, is that right? That's absolutely right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the difficulty there, though, I see, though, is that Armenia certainly does not have any any surrogacy laws in place so who would go on the birth certificate if the birth happened in Armenia? See, what happens in uh, countries like Armenia, I'll share my experience from Nepal. So in Nepal, the generic law is, so what happens in these countries, they make an arrangement prior to moving the business. Okay. okay. So the Indian clinics did make an arrangement with the Nepalese government, which they agreed internally that we will be running the this many surrogates deliveries here and we'll be doing this kind of an arrangement. So in India, the name of the parents goes on the birth certificate. So we would like to continue here in Nepal. The same thing. Okay. Okay. The both parents' name will go, though the birth is given by the surrogate mother. But we would like to keep the similar arrangement because the IPs 
Wanda and that was followed in India. So the similar kind of arrangement, the clinics were moving their business to Armenia for delivery. They'll have to do internally with that government there. And the same thing will be followed. Okay, but we don't know that the Armenian government will agree to that, do we? We don't know yet. That's Nothing. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other issue that happened in Nepal was the Nepal arrangement didn't last. I mean, Nepal got sick of having those cases, didn't they? And they closed it down. They closed down because, uh, see, one or two clinics moving out of India to Nepal, those who made their internal arrangements, they were okay with it. But suddenly, many people followed. So there was a huge demand, huge crowd. And when there are too many people, in a place where there's no law, where there's only mm. an internal arrangement, then it falls apart. Yeah, and mm. I think that's the risk we're going to see with Armenia, is, is yes. that what will happen? And I think we, you and I already, already talked about the fact that North Cyprus is the other issue where uh, some of the Georgian surrogates are already giving birth, and if those yes. arrangements increase, the North Cyprus government will also close that down. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because what I see from my experience is Governments are not very comfortable uh, with a woman traveling from one country to another country and to deliver. Yeah. You know? That's right. If something is happening within the country with their woman, they will still accept it. But Indian women crossing the borders miles away to Nepal by road because clinics did not make them travel by air. They wanted to save money. So they made them travel. And the distance between India and Nepal by road is 18 to 20 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were all loaded in the buses and they were taken by road. And then they're delivering. Indian government came to know that our women are going there and delivering. So they kind of stopped. Yeah, yeah. The pressure on the Nepalese yeah. government. And I think it's going to, the same issue is going to happen uh, in the Georgian region as well. It's, I mean, you're right. At the moment, we have a lot of surrogates coming into Georgia from Kazakhstan, from Ukraine, delivering babies there. And I think it, it's a really difficult situation legally and ethically mm. um, to yes. have those foreign women delivering in another country who are having to deliver under Georgian law when they're not Georgian nationals. Yes. And another problem is, since I do migration, Sam, when you're crossing the borders by road, by area, air, if there is a bump on the road or any accident happens and you're in between the two borders and say one surrogate has a pain, who takes the responsibility of the birth certificate? Yeah. yeah. It's just like the police. Oh, it's not my jurisdiction. Yeah. I'm not going to enter. So the same thing. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what advice do you have for IP who have heard this news and are feeling very anxious and upset? What would you say to them? Look, I mean, for those who have pregnant surrogates already in Georgia, I think those people can relax and know that their they, their processes will go ahead as normal and there's no need to to be concerned because the, we expect the Georgian government will honour all existing pregnancies. Mm-hmm. I think some clinics are providing a window where they'll take new cases and do embryo transfers, obviously until the end of the year. But I think I would advise people to be very cautious about engaging in a Georgian program after, with a new embryo transfers after 2024, just because of the, the risks we're talking about now mm. of uh, the birth having to happen in a different country and not being on the birth certificate. We don't know what arrangements will be made with the Armenian government, if any. It's, uh, it's, it's worrying, but I think people really need to look at, at countries which have got secure laws. 
So if you haven't started the journey yet but you're exploring, would you just say recommend that people not look at Georgia right now? I think that's right. I mean, already a number of Georgian clinics have said to us they're not going to take new Georgian cases now right. because they, they just know they need to look after the cases they already have, match, match the surrogacy cases they have right now with intending parents because there is quite a, a large backlog of cases which haven't had matches happen mm. where the parents have paid deposits where they need to find surrogates for them. And that, that backlog is going to last a number of months yet. Mm-hmm. So it, it, yes. unfortunately, it's, um, it, it's going to take some time for that backlog to go. So it, it does create extra pressure, I think. Twin, would you agree on other countries who do have programs like Greece, like USA and Canada and even Mexico? I think we're going to see increasing demand in Mexico. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Poonan, have you got any other advice in addition to what Sam has said for intending parents, if they're worried? They, they, uh, they should, uh, whatever the clinics are telling them, they should share either uh, like with Sam and Sam and me can uh, discuss it and yep. hold their hands because we have a better understanding of the programs that are being offered to them. Mm-hmm. So then they're in safe hands. That's we don't right. know what clinics are open there yes. right now. Yeah, I'm hearing some concerning news from some of the providers in North Cyprus. They're claiming that although the birth certificate will have the surrogate and the intending father, the, the parent's own country can change their birth certificate, and we know that's not the case. They're not able to change a birth certificate. Right. One final question I have for you, Poonam, is, is the Kazakhstan question. We, I understand that there are laws in Kazakhstan currently that do allow heterosexual couples to engage in a surrogacy there. So do you see Kazakhstan as a, as a viable option for, for people going forward? I am yet to check the law there, and... Uh... Once I've checked the law, but uh, I did hear about Kazakhstan and I've heard that a couple of Indian doctors are moving there. Yeah. So I'm yet to speak to them. So once I've spoken to them, check the law, check the program, then it could be a very good option yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's close by. And also like Kazakhstan women were uh, being hired by the Georgian clinics to be a surrogate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Kazakhstan also started it, uh, the rumor that I heard was because the women were moving to Georgia. So they say, why not a program here? Okay, okay, I see. Yeah, for their own women. Why we send them cross borders? You yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the issue I think we're going to have is there's not many embassies in the capital, Amati, are there? Yes, yeah. yes. So, for example, some nationalists might need to go to Moscow to get the travel documents. Would that be right? Get the travel document. I don't think you have to travel. Just like I'm handling the Aussie clients right now. Yeah. You do not travel to Ankara. Okay. It comes via courier. And I can do everything online. Yeah, so yeah. I think Australians are safe. I'll connect myself with the Australian government there yeah, yeah. to check what is the rule. Because in Ankara, they clearly told me nobody has to physically come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they prepare it and send it. Yeah. yeah. Because right. generally, they don't want you to fly one country to one country. Sure, sure. So, Sam, just a quick one for you. What what can people do? How can they reach out and contact Growing Families? They can email us on info at growingfamilies.org. We do have some concierge support packages for people who are anxious to try and make sure their current Georgia programs do complete successfully. And we have support to uh, help them engage in, in other countries that might have safer laws or safer environments. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a lot of that now and experts like Purnam are helping us a lot with some of the current cases and helping them with exit exit and making sure people don't have as much stress as they as they would otherwise have. Obviously, having a birth in a foreign country is stressful enough as it is mm-hmm. without having to worry about paperwork. So 
you know, people like Poonam and growing families were really able to help with that a lot and help guide people to make sure they're not making the wrong decisions early on. And I'll just add, it's yeah. easy to say this, but try not to panic for people, I think. And it's yeah. like there's usually a solution yeah. when you get the right help, yeah. work through the complexity, there'll be a solution there, won't there, especially people caught up in the middle of all That's this. That's right. That's yeah. right, they will. That's good advice. Poonam, thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. I'm looking Thanks, forward to speaking to you soon. Okay. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For further information, please head to the Growing Families website, www.growingfamilies.org.